everyone. Can you believe that we've arrived at our last week of the Psalms podcast? Before we get into our fabulous final episode, I want to express my gratitude to the Autumn Ridge staff who have given us so much support through technology and website resources. Also to my fellow women's Bible study teachers who have joined me for each of these episodes and to our amazing guest speakers who have shed light on so many fascinating topics that have helped us to engage with the Psalms from many different angles. And I want to thank you, not only for listening, but for sharing with us the beautiful ways that you've encountered God through the Psalms over these past 10 weeks. We give glory to God for the amazing way that he's blessed this unique study, and we're so thankful for what he's done through it. And that thankfulness is exactly what we want to focus on for this final episode. Not just because Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and not just because we're so thankful for the great experience that this podcast and study through the Psalms has been, but because you've likely noticed that thankfulness is a beautiful theme that is woven through many of the Psalms. So what could be better for us to finish this podcast than to discuss thankfulness in the Psalms? Back with me today are my co-teachers and dear friends, Julie Fisher and Angie Pankratz. I've asked Angie to take the lead on this topic, and she has prepared some outstanding thoughts for us. Julie, Angie, I am so thankful to have you here with me today. Thank you. It's good nice to be, back. to be here. Mm. Angie, I thought maybe you could start off by telling us a little bit about thankfulness in the Psalms and, and uh, your, your heart and your thought on why we should uh, approach this topic today. Yeah, well, thank you, Savea. So I was thinking about this, and it may seem a little redundant because our second week that we were doing this, Ian shared so beautifully on worship in regards to the Psalms. And if I could, just let me encourage you to go back and listen to that because the terms worship, praise, and thanksgiving are really synonymous with each other, especially when we're looking at them in this great book. To understand what God has done for us, how He has called us by name into relationship with Him, our natural response to Him should be one of worship. But another way we could say that is one of praise and thanksgiving. We are offered forgiveness, a relationship with our Creator, and the opportunity to live forever with Him in heaven. Mm. How can we not respond but be thankful for all of that? Well said. So let's take a little bit and look at the life of David. He's a great option if you ever want to do a character study of someone in the Old Testament. He's the author of many Psalms we've been reading. And to understand what he has written, we might want to look at his life. Because let's just face it, he wouldn't have been voted most likely to succeed. (laughs) Compared even to his brothers, he wouldn't have ever been voted most likely to become king because he was actually the youngest son of Jesse, just a shepherd boy. And yet God worked in him. He became a valiant warrior, a gifted musician, and Israel's greatest king. Though he committed some major crimes, as we've talked about, but because of his great sorrow and his desire to seek forgiveness, the Lord responded with such sweet grace and considered him a man after his own heart. Mm. And David's story is really our story. We are not worthy of anything we have received from God. I was looking at Psalm 14, 2 through 3, and it says, The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Hmm. Kind of humbling. Hmm. But we give thanks to God because He is good, 
And just like David, we desperately need the Lord's grace and unfailing love. Because let's face it, I've got issues. I've got things I'm working on, and I need the Lord's unfailing love and grace in my life. We all do, don't we? I'm glad I'm not alone with that. Well, maybe we could speak a little bit practically. I know you've prepared um, five specific ways that we can see thankfulness modeled. What uh, Do you want to launch us into that? Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, is let's talk about what that looks like to have a thankful heart. So it's just not something we focus on one day or one month out of the year. But one thing I was noticing is that a thankful heart is not fickle. We are called to give thanks in every situation. For those of us who are our Christ followers, we have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. We can be thankful in all circumstances. So really, that means that on good days, on bad days, on ordinary days, we can give thanks. We trust in God's love, even though he may be allowing us to walk through a very tough road or maybe a tough season, a really tough year as we're dealing with the difficulty of COVID that's so applicable because we can trust that he is using it for good to strengthen us and to teach us something new about him. And I can't help but think of Robert Nash's equation that he gave us. It's been on my mind. (laughs) My problems plus Jesus equals good news. It's so basic and it rolls off our tongue so easily, (laughs) but it's not always that easy. (laughs) Uh, For instance, I was thinking about this yesterday. We have not had a hot water heater at our house for over a week. And I can get so crabby about that. I don't know what it is about how my comfort is so attached to my joy. And I was just even thinking, wow, here I am talking about thankfulness in all situations. And you guys have been through tougher stuff. I've been through tougher stuff, but I can get so crabby when something like that happens. And I just have to remember that God uses this stuff to remind me that He is enough, that the majority of the world is dealing with a lack of water or for sure hot water, and here I am complaining about it, but I can see God still at work, and that is my goal. I can see um, how easy it is on one of those daily uh, nuisances (laughs) Where it's so easy to start having a grumbling spirit or have just something that starts feeling sorry for myself or I'm just kind of upset about it. Good. So I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who deals with this for petty stuff. You're close to being the only one in the world, Angie, but not quite. Not quite. But no, I mean, I think it's universal. And I was thinking about even with you and Lydia, when Lydia had Mm. her cancer, it was you you were really really prepared for that in mm-hmm. spiritually and people were praying for you and mm-hmm. but on a day-to-day basis we're not really praying for each other like that and that's true it was like my network was already set up i was prepared it was like okay this is understandable because this is big but then my air conditioning goes out this summer during the hottest week and i just become a grumbling mess so when we say to give thanks in all situations it's easy to roll off our tongues but it's not always that easy to practice and it's very easy to feel like we're sort of like jerks at the end of the day mm-hmm. when we just grumble all day long. Absolutely. Which is also not productive, by the way. <laughs> but it's so real. <laughs> oh, let's read Psalm 69. Does someone have that available where we could kind of see how David is struggling yeah. through this? Sure, I've got that. First three verses seem to uh, to show someone who was up to uh, 
to no good days. David says, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. That's kind of dark. Those are some deep days. He probably had problems bigger than a water heater. (laughs) Exactly. I know. But I love that about the Psalms, how raw and real he is. And I was thinking about your podcast, Julie, on depression, because you you would never say that you're thankful for your depression. No, I, I it would be very difficult for me to say, yes, I am very thankful that I've had depression <laughs> for the last 20 years. Yeah. And that wouldn't be real. And we don't it want you to say that. It would be a big fake. Yeah. yeah. But you can say you're thankful for... Many things related to it. Absolutely. Right. And I can be thankful that God is always there and God does not have depression. I'm very grateful (laughs) God does not have depression. Right. Right. And so I don't think David was like, wow, thank you that the armies are attacking me. Thank you that I feel so alone. But he is able to recognize who God is and that he is greater than his problems. And that is always a good thing. It's kind of how this psalm ends. So David starts it off so uh, so darkly. But in verse 29, he says, But as for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation, God, protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. And then a couple of verses later, The poor will see and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts live. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise his captive people. I love that. That's so cool. All right, so let's move on. Number two, I was noticing that the Psalms can teach us that a thankful heart is contagious. Because we are thankful for what God has done, that we're not boastful about what we have done, our thankful hearts should compel others to be thankful and worshipful to the Lord. So we're not talking about like a Facebook post of our friends showing their beautiful tropical vacation or the brand new car, (laughs) because really that doesn't make me feel grateful and thankful. It makes me feel jealous, you know, when I see the hashtag blessed symbol next to their beautiful picture there. But when we focus on what God has done and how God is at work in spite of how we are, then I think that motivates others to really focus on Him and to, even for the world who doesn't know the Lord, to kind of lean in and think, wow, that's really peculiar that you are... um, drawing the attention back to the Lord and not to yourself. It's mm. not really our natural tendency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalm 105, 1 through 3 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim His name, make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him, sing praise to Him, tell of all His wonderful acts, glory in His name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And another thing that I think is so cool is that David really doesn't brag about himself. He wants to proclaim the Lord's name and how great it is. And David was a pretty spectacular character, especially towards the end of his life. And so he could have brought the attention onto him, 
But so often in the Psalms, it is all about the Lord. And I think we can learn a lot from that. I love that because there's definitely times when it's been so moving to see someone testify to what God has done in their lives, especially if it's something that they've gone through that you wouldn't ordinarily think you'd be thankful for. But when they can say, you know, but God was so faithful to me. And when they give glory to that, that is contagious. That does draw others to want to experience God like that, too. Yep. I agree. I love uh, Psalm 34.3. I know it also as a song. Does anybody have that or are you able to read that right now? I do have it right here. It says, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I love that. So we do this together. Mm. Number three, a thankful heart is giving. Psalm 116, verse 17 says, I will offer to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. And then Psalm 107, 21 through 22 says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Now, sacrificing a portion of our finances or a tithes has always been a way we demonstrate our gratitude for all that God has given to us. Giving is a form of worship, and when we give of our finances to our local church or ministries that we move us, we must not give because we are attempting to earn God's favor. Because we have to remember that while we were enemies, God lavished His love on us, and our good deeds are but filthy rags to Him. But we give out of a response to how God has given us so much. Mm-hmm. And they basically, that's why they are called Think Offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea that we're not necessarily giving our own things, but we're just giving back to God all of the blessings that he's already given to us. Mm-hmm. That's great. Very cool. Number four, a thankful heart serves. Psalm 100, the first couple of verses there say, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve, or some versions say worship, the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So here I was noticing that our worship should inspire us to serve. It should spur a desire within us to serve the Lord. And this is not limited to serving the Lord as a parking lot greeter or usher at church, which (laughs) although that is a way of serving, but we can serve in so many other ways. We can serve the Lord when we are serving our kids breakfast, even if we have cold water and no hot water. (laughs) We can serve the Lord when we are doing laundry for our family or when we are bringing our neighbor a meal when they're sick. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways that we can serve. And sometimes we may not want to be doing the diaper change or um, cleaning the floor. But if we think about it as a response to God and for how he humbled himself for us and served us, that this is so minimal that we could serve him, then I think that's a beautiful way that we can show our thankfulness to him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. I have a friend who is so grateful for God's provision in her life that she was raised by a single mom, and yet the Lord provided in so many ways for her. And so now that she is an adult, she is so passionate in helping other single moms. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just a beautiful reflection of so. how you can serve and give back with a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in serving, God can be even beyond just the actions, kind of this classic idea of of being a servant for him. But if we think of God as our king and that 
he is the one that we serve, that we show our allegiance to God. How fortunate we are to be loved by a God so good that we want to serve him. It's kind of like the the sermon thesis that we've been hearing uh, recently in our current sermon series about when what we have to do becomes mm. what we want to do. It feels like what we get to do, and good. we get to serve our amazing God. That's very cool. Mm. Very good. Lastly, I've learned from the Psalms that a thankful heart shows grace. So we have said this before. Again, if you do a character study, it's pretty juicy if you look at David's life. He significantly messed up on more than one occasion. And Psalm 12 is so powerful because David admits his failure. He sees what he has done. And this didn't come easily for him. He did have a good friend, Nathan, who gently pointed out his mistakes. But David repents. And we see this beautiful prayer in Psalm 32. By any chance, can one of you read a few verses of that? I can, if I can get there. But I I will get there. Um, what are the verses you want read? Ah, uh, just does it talk about David and his grief, his sorrow over his sin? Um, it says when I kept silent in verse three that his bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me; my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Wow, that sounds like despair. Yeah, that sure does. (laughs) Uh, And when we are in the pit of despair and sin, we need to know that just like David experienced, the Lord will forgive us when we admit our wrongdoing. He may still allow us to have the consequences of our sin, but we no longer have to carry that guilt and shame. And can I just speak a little bit to moms here? When your kids have those rare moments where they feel bad for something that they've done. I know for me, it's so easy to want to say, oh, forget about it. You're so good. You're so amazing. You're fantastic. Let's not worry about that. To just maybe not miss that opportunity to show them that this is why Christ had to die for Mm -hmm. our sins and for their sins, and that that is such a beautiful thing that we do not have to stay in this pit of guilt and shame, but that we can call out to the Lord just like David did, and that we know that He will forgive us. Mm -hmm. When we experience that kind of forgiveness, we can't help but forgive others who have wronged us. We studied Matthew 7 last year, Women's Bible Study, and there we read that in the same way we have judged others, so we will be judged. And again, those are words that roll easily off my tongue, but that's powerful. That we are blessed when we show others mercy because we have experienced such great mercy in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'll admit that sometimes I have a problem extending grace to others. I feel like I have rights and I don't want to be wronged and that there needs to be justice served when I am. And sometimes I just think, well, I should just muster up the strength to forgive them. But I think the correct thing to do is to go back to God's word and to really inspect my heart and to look back on how God has shown me grace and forgiven me. And for me, that reminds me of the story of the prodigal son and the older brother who was so distraught that his father was showing such grace and celebration on the prodigal who had returned when really, if he had noticed that, that's what the Father had already shown him. And so that's what I think we need to do, is just to remember mm-hmm. where we have come and the grace that has been shown us, and then we will so much more easily show that grace to others. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for God's forgiveness and mercy for all of my wrongs. I can't help but maybe show that forgiveness to God 
by show that thankfulness to God by extending that same grace and mercy to others. Mm, well said. Well, Angie, thank you so much for bringing out these five points. The uh, this idea that a thankful heart is steady through the good times and and through the bad times. That a thankful heart is contagious and invites us to be thankful to God with others around us and that that beautiful fellowship that we have. Um, that a thankful heart wants to give, that it's it's uh, something that inspires us to be generous because God's been generous to us, that a thankful heart serves well. We want to um, use what God has given us to be a blessing to our community, and also that a thankful heart is grace-filled. We've received so much grace from God. How can we not but mm. um, reflect that by sharing mm. it with others? Um, love these points. Love that you brought them out. And and so in this final week of reading through the Psalms, I encourage you to look for these these themes, these elements of thankfulness, and make this practice not just something that we celebrate around this time when we're preparing for Thanksgiving, but that this the kind of a thankful heart would characterize how we live in light of what God has done for us, um, not just this time of year, but always. So thank you for sharing that. Can't believe this is the end of this podcast, but I am so thankful for both of you. This podcast was dreamt up by the three of us and a couple of others sitting around on a patio over the summer trying to figure out how in the world we could produce (laughs) any kind of a Bible study in this era of COVID. And I'm thankful both for your partnership in this as well as for God's leading in uh, in a creative solution for this particular season of life. Um, Just uh, what an amazing God we serve who can lead us in all of this. I can't think of a better way to end the Psalms podcast, but then to finish it actually by reading a psalm. Um, Julie, would you open Psalm 103 and start us with, uh, let's do the first five verses, and then uh, Angie, after that, do you want to finish Psalm 103? We're calling them. Psalm 103, verses one through five. That's right. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. How about I read the last couple of verses? Great. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord, my soul.